All right, Metro FM is exactly where you're at. It's 42 minutes after 6. And I'm not going to lie, this week I was really happy when I got that notification that said no load shedding. But it was very short-lived. But I did enjoy the feeling. I'm not sure if it was thanks to the new Minister of Electricity or because of the march. I don't know who to give the credit to. But I'm pretty sure that even business owners themselves and employers were also happy. Because I read an article that at the day that said employers are reporting a 45% drop in productivity during load shedding hours. Now, we need to be honest. This is definitely hurting our economy, uh, especially the economy of our country. And a survey also showed that it's impacted just in terms of how things are running in the workforce. Even the mood in the workspace has changed. The blackouts are impacting most businesses negatively, which has also increased the cost of businesses. And they've also seen drops in revenue. Now, as we know, that will result in some employers needing to downsize workforce, you know, meaning either cutting costs by cutting salaries, cutting teams. It's just a lot. It's quite hectic. So we actually want to figure out what are the rights and responsibilities of employers and employees when it comes to load shedding, specifically in the workforce. So we'll be joined by uh, industrial psychologist uh, from Lutlohonolo HR Consulting. Her name is Sylvia Baloy. Good morning, Sylvia. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Sylvia, let's quickly start here, right? For employees that are working at home, what are the responsibilities when it comes to load shedding? Can they use this as an excuse for missed deadlines and meetings? No, the responsibility for the people who are working from home is to ensure that they have the necessary resources. You know, this thing has been with us for some time now. Most organizations, what they have done, they've actually allowed people to have, you know, UPS at home. So when the electricity is off, you can, your computer can take you for two to three hours. You know, so those are the kind of things that people need to get so that they don't have that downtime. Sylvia, let's speak about the bosses then, the employer. Are they allowed to then go and perhaps reduce the salaries of some of their workers because of a loss of productive hours? No, the, if you look at the basic conditions of employment, that is determined, you know, the conditions of work. And your contract is written there. And then you can't change your contract without any, you know, without negotiations and all of that. So the employer cannot just say, you know, you're doing work, so we're not going to pay you. Sure. So what would, you, what would exactly be your main point, specifically for an employer who's looking to create a work policy that relates to load shedding in the workplace? The main thing is that, at least from the government perspective, there's a minister that's responsible for that, and with that comes legislation and guidelines. So we're hoping to get more of those. But at the moment, what we know is that we have the locating plan every, you know, every day, then we can go and check it and plan your work accordingly. So hmm. in the policy, it has to indicate that, yes, the work needs to be planned accordingly. Unfortunately, there's some unplanned locating that happens that will have contingency plan to deal with that. And then organizations can also use the flexible work arrangements. It works very well during the COVID where people, if you're not able to work within a certain period, you can work later. But if now the organizations are forcing people to go back to the workplace, it's difficult to implement that because mm. if I've been working 8 to 4 o'clock, you can't expect me to work another 4 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Mm. You know, so it's us, you know, both the employer and employee 
sitting around the table and coming up with, you know, possible ways I've seen some of organizations, they are using their skills as part of their training or, mm. you know, as lunch. You know, so there's so many things that you can do during that period that do not require electricity. Sylvia, I'm glad that you brought up alternatives that some companies are doing during those, I'll call them unproductive hours, right? Because I'm just thinking about how this would affect freelance workers, for example. Um, You know, Mm. if you're working at a hair salon where you might get a basic salary, but most of your salary depends on customers coming in. You're badly affected by this load shedding. I know you you spoke about how employers are actually not allowed to cut salaries, but in that regard, there's really nothing that an employer can do. That is a big challenge because especially where you are paid because of the specific product that you have done, you see that also in people who are doing commissions, you know, so if you don't get people, then you don't get paid. The biggest thing is that the employer, they sometimes most of the employers, they still give you the basis and then then you have to work out additional. So that's how you can do it to help the people because it's also affecting the employer. If you are not getting clients, then it means there's no money coming in. And then you as an employee, you are there. You know, you need to work, but there's no electricity. Mm. So that's why it helps to have additional resources, they, you know, generator. If you have generators, the companies that have generators, they don't have downtime. When the electricity goes off, then generator kicks in, and then there are people are working throughout. So it's also the responsibility of the employer to make it easier for their people.